Welcome to the Pursue Your Spark podcast. I'm your host, Heike Yates, and we're dropping a new episode every Thursday here on the show. If you have not left a review on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you click the link in the show description and left a review on the Apple Podcast. This will help the show to be found by many more women, helping them with the problem that we're all are dealing with in our 50s and beyond. Losing weight is not easy, especially when you're over 50. The pair of jeans you saved from high school is supposed to be your way of measuring progress and you hide it in your closet just in case. Our bodies change as we get older and especially during and after menopause. All hell seems to break loose. Still, you're determined to stay in the best shape and most importantly, healthy. You seem to do everything right and stick to your exercise and nutrition routine religiously. You may even count your calories, keep taps on your macros and step on the, I'm going to say it, the scale that everyone tells you not to do. First, you lost some weight. But then nothing else happened. And you're like shaking the scale, putting a new battery in, scratching your head. And you wonder, why can't I lose weight no matter what I'm doing? What am I doing wrong? Today, we discuss 10 things to do if you're struggling to lose weight and what to do about it and why it's important not to get stuck on a number on the scale that doesn't tell the whole truth about how fit and healthy you are. Before we dive in, I want to encourage you to take a peek at the four-week Lean Out program. This is a four-week program specifically designed for women over 50 to lean out, lose body fat, gain muscles, and eat the foods you love while feeling amazing. I will leave a link in the show notes and now on to to today's episode. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower women over 50 to take back their health and strength to lead a vibrant life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of women over 50 around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and sustainable so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring women who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Okay, let's start by tossing out those old jeans. They gotta go. Besides, they're totally out of fashion by now, so why would you wanna keep them? Because you will never wear them again, even if you could fit into them. 
And let's focus not only on weight loss, but overall health and well-being. Yes, I want you to stay healthy and strong as you age. And I want you to enjoy the things you love doing, like traveling when we can again. I love traveling, as you know, gardening, or, or perhaps running after the grandkids. And besides, I want you to feel healthy and confident in your own skin. You know, two years ago, I had the moment where I wasn't feeling healthy. Yeah, me, the fitness professional, the one that knows everything to do about exercise and fitness and nutrition. But I was stuck and I gained body fat and I didn't have enough energy and I just didn't feel good in my own skin, despite that I was training for another triathlon, which always has helped me lean out once again, losing a couple of pounds, and also feel really good and strong, and that didn't happen. So two years ago, I discovered intermittent fasting, and if you've been following me, you know I love intermittent fasting and the benefits it has. My prime directive was at first just to lose body fat. I didn't want to lose weight, but I did lose weight. I lost body fat and all kinds of other wonderful things happened to my gut. My gut was so happy and digestion was better. Bloating was to a minimum. So I'm a huge fan of intermittent fasting and what it does for your body. We all know that losing weight, especially in peri and menopause, is not easy to start with. So let's find out what keeps you stuck and has you plateau and not help you lose weight and how to get past it. So there's some medical reasons why it's definitely hard to lose. And one, which is what many of us are dealing with, is chronic stress. So when we're stressed out, we're depressed, we deal with anxiety, our body does what it does best, it seems, it produces the hormone cortisol that makes our body more likely to store fat and especially around the waist. That's the type of weight that we gain that increases the risk of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke. So chronic stress is definitely contributing to weight gain, and it's something that we need to battle from a health point of view. Then we have our thyroid, hypothyroidism. If your thyroid is underactive, or if you think it is, check with your doctor to make sure that this is really what it is, because your body may not produce enough thyroid hormones to help you burn stored fat. And you only know that by getting your levels checked with your doctor. As a result, your metabolism is slower and you will store more fat than you burn, especially if you're not physically active. And finally, of course, hormone changes during menopause. And weight gain is one of the most unwanted and frustrating side effects of menopause. Here's what happens. The ovaries produce progesterone and estrogen but both hormone levels drop during menopause, which is affecting our body. And we become more sensitive to carbohydrates and our blood sugar levels fluctuate a lot. 
the body uses protein less effectively than before, and now it becomes so much harder to build and maintain lean muscle mass. Because of those changes, your body composition changes as well, and we start to gain more weight during that time around the midsection, and the recommended 150 minutes of exercise per week is no longer enough to maintain or even lose the weight that we've gained. So let's dive into the 10 things to do if you're struggling with weight loss. Number one is you don't vary your workouts. For years, women thought that the best way to lose weight or get over a plateau, weight plateau, was to do more cardio. So I remember the days when I was working at a health club and women spent hours on the elliptical trainers because it was easy on the joints to get leaner and lose weight or stay in shape. But nobody was interested in resistance training. It was all about the cardio. Now, you may not know what resistance training is and what it does. So resistance training is working against a resistance, for instance, weights or resistance bands. Yeah, those colored stretchy bands that you see, or like the Pilates reformer, the Cadillac and the cheer, they all have springs. So you're working with that resistance and by working with the resistance, you're creating more bone density, but also more lean muscle mass. So that is what resistance training or strength training refers to. So if you're stuck in an exercise routine where you do the same thing every day, you no longer will see results. Yep, you just become stagnant. And as you, as you stay stagnant, number one, you're just not motivated to do the same thing over and over. And your body is also no longer responding to the workouts. So think about that as you... Just do one thing every day and do the same thing for a month. Nothing will change at the beginning. You'll see changes, but then it stays pretty much the same. So it is important to change up what you do in Pilates, resistance training, cardio, or just on a regular basis. I recommend that you change whatever you chose to do in your exercise program to change it up every six weeks, either you change up the order of the exercises, go from front to back, the intensity by making it harder, um, meaning that you add more weight, you do more reps, you change it up instead of using the bands, the resistance bands, you use weights. So change it up every six weeks so that you can see the results. And maybe when you do cardio, it's the same thing. You, instead of walking, you may want to go for a run walk just to shake things up. But overall, strength training is key when it comes to weight loss, losing body fat and overall strength, and to increase a sluggish metabolism. So pick up the weights, pick up the bands, take Pilates, do body weight exercises, but a combination of cardio, which is walking, running, biking, swimming, trampoline, whatever you do to raise your heart rate, or is a, and a combination of both between the cardio and the resistance training will help you lose weight quicker and lean out more than cardio alone. And number two 
is setting unrealistic weight loss goals. I know the hardest part is to be patient and stay consistent with anything we do in life, but especially when you want to lose weight. From my experience in working with clients over 30 years, our bodies respond so differently with each person. And when I start working with a new client, I'm often asked, so how much weight can I expect to lose in fill in the blank amount of time? And you know, my answer always is, it depends. And usually people shake their head and they're like, what do you mean it depends? Well, it depends on your lifestyle, your stress levels, your eating habits, your body type, uh, how you sleep, because not one person is alike. And that what worked for your friend may not work for you. But to give you a goal or just an idea, a healthy goal of to lose weight is about a half a pound a week. And that means you're not starving yourself. You're not on a liquid diet, but weight loss varies with each person. So don't say Heike said it's a half a pound a week. Everybody's different. So you need somebody to help you really dial in to specifically what you need for your body and for your lifestyle. Because what's happening first, as you make a change, you increase your cardio, you eat better, uh, you start strength training. First, you lose water. And then next, you want to make sure that your body doesn't use your heart or muscle mass for energy, but that your body uses body fat instead. And this is where intermittent fasting may help you burn fat as you work out in a fasted state. It, I leave a link in the show note. It is really amazing. It's the Post is called Five Amazing Ways Intermittent Fasting Helps You in Midlife. Take a look at this and see if that sparks your imagination. And finally, you start losing weight and it's gradual because you want to keep your hard-earned muscle and you want to keep your hard-earned weight loss that you already achieved. You know, fat diets are popular because they promise quick weight loss. And it seems, seems so easy, but it's never that easy and it's never sustainable. So I encourage you to stay consistent with your workouts and your nutrition strategies. And over time, you might find that you lose a few pounds, but you will definitely get leaner and stronger. Number three, you're not eating enough protein. Most women, from my experience, tend to undereat protein. It's much easier to grab a bar when you're hungry instead of thinking, okay, where's my protein coming from? Protein is really important, Heike said, because protein is an essential building block for your bones, muscles, cartilage, and it is critical in fueling your energy. Incorporating more protein into your meals can boost your metabolism and it regulates the appetite producing hormone ghrelin. And ghrelin is, I've always find this is cute. Ghrelin is like the stomach growler. So that's your, that signals that you should maybe eat something soon. And it's simply the most important nutrient for weight loss. Protein keeps you full longer and also 
reduces the impact of sarcopenia, which is an age-related wasting of our muscles that just happens because we age. Eat protein that is high-quality protein, like chicken, fish, eggs, beans, tofu, nuts and seeds, and beans and lentils for our vegetarian, or add whey protein powder to a shake. If you feel that you're on the run, you make yourself a, a protein shake and you add some whey protein in there. Experts suggest that women over 50 should eat 1 to 1.5 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. That's one kilogram is 2.2 pounds. So if you weigh 140 pounds, you'll need at least 0.60 grams of protein per day. And to make things easy, I always say eat protein with every meal, whether it's plant-based or animal-based. So you can always throw in an egg or grab a handful of nuts and seeds. You can eat fish for dinner. And for our vegans, we can eat lentils that are prepared. We make a little lentil pie. So you grab a piece of that. It's much easier than you think to get protein into your diet than you think. And number four is we're eating calorie-dense foods and not enough whole foods. So as we all know and heard, not all foods are created equal. And some are calorie-dense and are low in nutrition which means pizza, fries, chips, cupcakes, just to name a few. Basically, all processed foods fall under this category. If it comes out of the box and you need to read the ingredients, for the most part, it is a processed food. Um, eating those quick processed snacks on the run or ordering in because you didn't meal plan ahead of, kind, uh, ahead of time can totally backfire, especially on the thick weekends when you feel you want to relax and not worry about staying on top of your diet and your exercise. And these calorie-dense foods don't pack any nutrients, but they're unhealthy fats and extra calories we don't need if weight loss and fat loss is a goal. Instead, what can we do? Choose nutrient-dense foods. That's the ones that have lots of good stuff, as I like to say, like vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds, lean proteins again. And they are not only essential for your health and energy, but these guys help us lose weight and body fat and keep us full. And when you compare, and I used a Quaker granola bar with a bunch of baby carrots that you eat. The Quaker granola bar sounds really healthy, but it does have a lot of fat, that unhealthy fat, not the good kind of fat, a lot of sugar, and really little of any nutrients except a few calories, a little bit of protein, and it says, oh yeah, protein is the second ingredient, that's gotta be good. Whereas when you eat those little or pre-packed baby carrots, that are already peeled, there's like 20 pieces of them. You can crunch on them for a long time where the granola bar is just boom, gone. And you get healthy fats, a little bit of carbs, a lot less sugar, and a, and a lot more nutrient-dense food than with the already prepared granola bar. Some are healthier than others, but if it comes down to weight loss, stick away from the bars, you don't want them. Your body and mind 
performs best on a healthy and balanced diet. And there's no sugar crush that we often talk about. It's like, oh, three o'clock afternoon, I need to pick me up. No, you don't need that if you if you fuel your energy with the right foods. And also, as always, there's no need to cut out certain food groups to lose weight, but to establish a balance among those healthy whole foods that I just mentioned before. Number five, you're drinking too much alcohol. I love wine just like any or many women, but drinking alcohol in moderation to excessive amounts can sabotage your weight loss of weight loss totally. Alcohol, most women drink wine, but it's we talk about alcohol, not hardcore liquor. We're talking wine and beer. Is also a refined carbohydrate, similar to sugar and candy and white flour. Although when you look at that glass, you don't think about that. Adding alcohol may also raise your blood sugar and your insulin levels. So you're talking about the swings again, where you go up and down, where you start with one glass of wine and you're like, ah, I had one. I could do another one and another one. And suddenly the whole bottle is gone can happen, but this kind of habit will definitely contribute to weight gain or holding on to weight that you want to lose because you're just drinking too much of the refined carbohydrates and the sugars that are in wine. A moderate alcohol intake is defined as like one drink a day for a woman, which I still think is a lot. So you would set you up for drinking every day, which I would not recommend. But why don't you use sparkling water? You just take your wine glass, you put sparkling water in with a lime, and it looks like a real drink and it's super tasty and it doesn't have any calories or none of this blood sugar level uh, swinging. Number six is you are rewarding yourself. Do you feel you deserve a treat or a break after each milestone you accomplished? then this, my friend, is time for a change. You can't crush your weight loss and fat loss goals if you each time at the end of the week, which seems to be always a good time to do that, is, all right, I was good, which is often a, a term I hear from women. I was good all day hiking. Now I can cheat on the weekends. Or let's plan for a cheat day. You know, honestly, if you want to cheat, you can cheat it for the for the whole week if you want to. You don't have to wait to reward yourself. But I want you to think of it differently. I want you to think of it in terms of that you create or following a fun exercise program. You make meals that you actually love prepare. And there, if you know a little bit about me, you know I like quick and easy meals. I don't like drawn out and hour long in the kitchen. I like to eat healthy. I like to eat simple, basic nutrients and something that everybody likes. So think about, you don't need to reward yourself for a job well done or feel guilty about that you snacked again. Start with baby steps and take a small action every day so you don't feel overextended or deprived. If you love ice cream, well, get that low-fat ice cream or get the real deal, whatever it is. And instead of eating one after dinner every night, do it every other night. 
So you don't feel that by Friday night, you're like, yeah, I want this. Or same goes for the wine. You're like, oh man, now I deserve that wine because I was so good all week. It is a choice, ladies. It is a choice of what you put into your body. And I want this whole process to be a habit rather than something on your to-do list. Pinky swear? All right. On to number seven. You're not having enough or getting enough sleep. And boy, oh boy, can we all tell stories about not getting enough sleep. We're awake by night sweats, um, just dreaming bad dreams, not sleeping. And I know you can relate when I say, up oh, three o'clock it is again, here I am awake and I have no idea why. And we're staying up for a long time and finally go back to sleep only to end up sleeping three, four, maybe five hours. But we need is seven to nine hours. And one of the things that affects our cravings too is lack of sleep. And lack of sleep can also affect our performance, not in our everyday life only, that we are like sitting at work in, in our computers now and just go wish that we could take a nap, which I do every day. So here's my top secret. I take a nap every day when I can for just a half an hour. And not lack of sleep is not only affecting your exercise performance, so you're just struggling along. It slows down your metabolism and it increases your appetite. That's so not fair, right? And this makes you much more likely to have those cravings that when you're not sleeping, it's like, and you're asking yourself, why not grab a snack in the afternoon when I feel my energy's level drop a little bit? It's like going to the coffee machine and grabbing for the, the 20th cup of coffee. This strategy will end up with those fluctuations in the insulin levels again. And it makes you more tired. Remember you go, the coffee machine that just came to mind, and go to the coffee machine, grab yourself a coffee with cream and sugar because it tastes better and you drink it down and... An hour later, you're still as sleepy as you've been before. Now, as I mentioned, the um, hunger will increase or the cravings. And sleep has also shown in some studies to increase the hormone ghrelin again, the growler in our stomach. This is what, what stimulates <clears throat> our appetite. And this has you reaching for a snack more often than not. And this will definitely hinder your weight and fat loss progress. So I know it is a tough road ahead, but focus on your sleep hygiene. By turning off the blue light an hour before sleep, de-stress before bed by reading a book, taking a hot shower or bath, writing your journal, drink a cup of tea, turn off the TV. There's so much you can do to de-stress before you go to bed. And don't take the stress with you to bed so you don't wake up at three in the morning thinking, oh God, whatever oh God is. And you're trying to solve this problem at three in the morning. So you're not getting enough sleep can hinder your weight and fat loss progress. And number eight is one that I also have come across a lot is you're eating too little. We all have a baseline of what we need, the amount of calories we need 
to have enough energy and to stay alive. It's our basal metabolic rate. And this is just what we have to have. And eating too much food causes weight gain, but it also happens when you eat too little and that will stop your weight loss efforts. And most importantly, it leads to nutritional deficiencies. Think of it this way. If you eat too little in an effort to lose weight, you're putting your body in what we all have heard or known as the starvation mode. But this is simply your body's natural response to long-term calorie restrictions. It says, wait a minute, I need more than that to function. And it holds on to all the stored fat. And you're thinking, but, but I sh- I'm cutting calories. I should be, um, I should be losing weight. I should be losing body fat. But this reduction in way below what you need for your body causes again your metabolism to slow down. And any food that you eat will be stored as fat, not used for anything else. So you may not be sure what it means or the signs of when you eat too little. One of them is that you're thinking about food all the time. You're obsessed over food or where your next meal or snack is coming from. You're feeling tired, but you can't sleep. You're like, man, again, this is a sign that you don't have enough food or your stomach is growling at night. Not enough food. Oh, you're tired and hangry. I love that word. Hangry all the time. Hangry, uh, angry and hungry. Your blood sugar levels drop and you don't eat anything. You'll feel tired and fatigue. And that's what that hangry is. So I say it again. I said it before. Stay away from fad diets. And the promise of that fewer calories will give you the weight loss you crave. Instead, eat, ladies. Eat a well-balanced diet or meal. Cook more at home because then you know what you're putting into your meals. Definitely eat more vegetables with the, with the focus on long-term health and long-term energy. Because what's not to like about a delicious meal with lean proteins of maybe some salmon, some spaghetti squash, I made that last night. It's perfect to boost your energy and help you lean out and lose weight. And number nine is you're not drinking enough water. Definitely, water is super helpful for weight and fat loss. Cool Things has no calories and helps you burn more calories. And it helps you reduce your appetite. When you drink a glass of water and a lot of water throughout the day, you will be less hungry at the meal you're sitting down. Water helps you stay hydrated. And it shows on our skin as well that when we're well hydrated, I always say the skin looks juicy. But it's it's true. When you look at your face and you're fully hydrated, everything just seems to glow. The authorities recommend that drinking eight, eight ounces of water, that's two liters for everybody who works with liters per day. But you know what? That's a random number. They want us, they ask, 
the FDA and whoever you ask want us to just drink more water. So I found that drinking 11 to 15 glasses of water, like just plain water, carbonated water, herbal tea, or any other non-caloric drinks has helped me lose body fat since I started intermittent fasting. And you can read about it in my 60-day intermittent fasting experiment, and I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can find out how that worked out for me, and it may work for you as well. And finally, number 10, you're not tracking your progress. Tracking your progress is essential when you want to reach a specific goal. Start a journal where you can log your workouts, your foods, what you ate, the amounts of water, stress levels, and how you feel overall. And we do that in the 4-Week Lean Out program. We have a journal for every week for that we do the intermittent fasting program and everybody can write down what's really going on, which will help you stay accountable. You could take progress pictures. So the ones that you see in the big competitions, like sometimes it's the weight loss challenge where people take a picture in the same bikini or whatever outfit, uh, facing front, side, and back. But only do that once a month and not every day. And put the pictures away until the determined time so you don't keep looking at the pictures and pick on yourself and say, oh, look at me and have some negative feelings or thoughts about what you would look like right now. You could also use a measuring tape and measure your hips, your waist, your chest and upper arm again once a month to see if your body composition changes. You know, in my 30 years as a coach, the people that came to me for weight loss specifically we're always surprised that I do the picture, I do the scale, yes I do, I do the measuring tape, and we'll look at the numbers that we get from each one. And some people lost weight on the scale, others didn't, but their body composition dropped and they lost body fat, and others lost body fat in inches. So there is always a combination. And Holding yourself accountable in one way or another you choose will help really put a eye-opening experience to what it is you're trying to do and what trying to lose weight and lean out. And just stepping on the scale is not enough because you may hold water, huh? gains weight. Uh, if you're still getting your period, every time when I used to have my period, I went five pounds up. Or if you're constipated, the weight goes up. If you can't poop, it's sitting there and you gain anywhere from three to five pounds just in one day. And if you want to know more about how to measure your fitness progress and your weight loss progress, check out my post called The Five Ways to Measure Your Fitness Progress, which ties in beautifully in with today's episode. So there you have it, my 10 most overlooked reasons why you can't lose weight. I believe that it is essential that you keep a journal or a tracker to record your meals and exercises, stress, sleep, and other factors mentioned in today's episode so you know exactly what works and what you need to focus on in particular. You know, too often weight loss goals come from the desire to look 
like a very small portion of what society and also social media tells us is acceptable. It is time to recognize that we're all different and unique and not supposed to look the same. We know that weight alone is not a reliable indicator of health and fitness. Instead of going on another unsuccessful and frustrating diet or the hunt for the perfect body and weight, opt for eating more vegetables, cook more at home, make exercise a habit, and focus on good sleep, among other wonderful things in our lives. Instead of focusing on the scale, Use the methods I mentioned earlier and check in with yourself on how you feel. Energized and ready to take on the world, going hiking or doing sprints with the grandkids? Let's focus on a positive, long-lasting and health-promoting lifestyle. If you have any questions, uh, please reach out to me at Heike Yates on Instagram at Heike Yates Pursue Your Spark on Facebook let me know how I can help you. If you have any more questions, reach out. I'm here for you. And with that, my friend, I'll see you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Have the most amazing day. Ciao.